Welcome, everybody. This is Chris Janke, Health in the Real World, joined today with special guest, Jeff Wickersham. Jeff is a repeat guest. Really happy to have him on again. Jeff, what's going on? Chris, man, excited and pumped for the uh, the conversation today. This is going to be great. Uh, we were just talking off air before uh, before I hit record. Uh, dad life, man, it's, it's crazy. And this is something that you do in your business. You're talking to people every day about this give a little background about about what you're up to and and um and how this conversation is going to maybe shape today yeah and that i feel like especially as a dad i'm a dad of two boys jackson's 15 carter's 13 as as of recording this i feel like it's our duty to pay it forward to that next generation right to give them those strategies tactics tools equip them with maybe what we didn't have and it's no fault of our parents right back when I grew up and I was born in 75 in the 80s, you know, personal development, mindset, mental toughness, grit, resilience, they weren't buzzwords back then, right? Yeah. So, you know, no fault of our parents, but learning on your journey, picking up things and then sharing it with your your kiddos and equipping them. I feel like that's our duty as dads. And I see it in society everywhere. There's unfortunately a lot of dads not doing that and they're just punting right? They're like, I'm, I'm just too busy. I'm overwhelmed. They can't take care of themselves physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. And then what ends up happening is a trickle down effect is our kids learn from that, right? Our kids learn so much more from watching and absorbing rather than, you know, what we tell them. So my mission is to help lead guide 1 million dads, elevate two plus million kids by January 1st, 2053. That's my North star. I'm not satisfied where society's headed, polarization, anger, hatred, obesity, overweight, anxiety, depression at all-time highs. How do we make a dent in that issue? I feel like we do it ourselves as dads. And then when we lead, the amazing thing is our families follow. Yeah, it's, this is so powerful. I, I've thought this for a while that the role of dad is is like the one that is kind of taken for granted, right? Whether it's on a, a family level or even society now, I, I don't think dads are necessarily... Uh, uh, not that I want to be like exalted or like worship, but so, but the first word that came to mind was exalted. Um, I, my dad's still around, which I feel very blessed. He's, he just turned 80 okay. and awesome. I can't even tell you how many ways we disagree in how we see the world. Mm -hmm. But, and this is what I tell my kids all the time is like, that's my dad. Like he's been there for, you know, 43 years for me and maybe I want to do it differently, but that has zero bearing about the respect that I have for him. Right. And I think that's where it'd be great if we got back to that as a society. Um, what, what are some of like the, what are the walls you're pushing up against or, or going around climbing over? Like what are the biggest hurdles, whether that be within the dads themselves or maybe societal or family, or what are those hurdles look like for you? Yeah, I would say three come top of mind as you ask that question. One is, the worst four-letter word I feel like in the English language, busy. Mm. Like dads say they're too busy to invest in themselves, to do the things that they know deep down, Chris, that they should be doing, right? Like working out, doing some meditation, connecting, being intentional with their families. It, it, it's the worst four-letter word in the English language. I feel like when you say you're busy, you just have zero control over your calendar. And you just, again, you want to punt. You just want to use that as a default. We hear it everywhere. It's pervasive in society. You ask 100 people, 99 will say busy. Right. Maybe, maybe one will say productive or, you know, it's great, right? 
So that would be number one is just breaking that. We all have the same 24 hours in the day. Yeah. But we're not intentional in our actions. We're not intentionally planting seeds of future growth in our kids day in and day out. Right. That's one of the things I help the warrior dads do through my program. What I do have been doing for the past six, seven years with my boys. So that would be number one. Number two, ego. Ego gets involved, right? The male ego. No, I'm good, man. Like, I don't need a dad. Like, who are you kidding? I, I got this all figured. Do you? Because I still, I coach and I still don't have it all figured out and exactly. I never will. Right. <laughs> so, so put the ego aside. Stop BSing yourself. It's okay to ask for help. And hey, it could be just a little minor tweak here or there, here or there, but that might have a profound impact on your energy level throughout yeah. your day. Well, when it has a profound impact on your energy level, who else does it impact? It impacts your your family, your kids, your wives, right? Like that's so, so important. So that would be number two. And then number three, people see things as a cost. It's an investment, right? A cost is something you pay for milk, you drink it and it's done. Like investing right. in yourself pays off for the rest of your lifetime. And I like to say it only takes one dad to change a family tree forever. Imagine getting strategies, tactics, tools, to crush life personally and professionally, but then be able to share it with your kid. I mean, you were saying your, your kiddos, right? From like 11 to four, imagine sharing that with them. They're going to have a 30 year head start on you. My boys ask me all the time, like, dad, am I going to do the things you, I'm like, you guys are going to crush me. You got a 30 year <laughs> head start from like stacking wins, doing these small, simple habits, the fundamentals that so many people don't do. I said, yeah. you're going to crush me. So th those would be the three things, right? Busy, Ego gets in the way. And then, you know, from a financial perspective, they think of the cost rather than the investment that can, right. you know, just pay you forward for the rest of your life. Right. And those investments, it's it's so interesting how many people are are so willing to invest in other things other than themselves. But my whole thing is if you're rich and you're not in shape, something's wrong. And you invested in something outside of you before yourself. Uh, I would also add as you were talking, I was thinking about connection, right? Mm -hmm. I think a lot of men, I, I think this is something women do in general, much better than men is, yes. is reaching out for help, connecting, uh, building each other up, lifting each other up. Uh, same thing as you, I'm a child of the eighties. And, you know, it was a thing back then to, uh, you know, tease each other and make fun of each other. And it, my kids are starting with the mama jokes. And I said, mm -hmm. you know what? We're not doing mama jokes. I don't like mama jokes. You know, think about what that does. And we all know, you know, it's not true. I'm not really talking about your mom, but it's also, you know, my kids, my oldest is 11. Mm -hmm. So, and then the youngest, and what is that telling them? What is that teaching them? And so instead of the mama jokes, uh, they do pickup lines. So, you know, did it hurt when you fell out of heaven? You know, the, those, right, right. I said, if you guys want to be funny, do the funny, cheesy pickup lines. Those are much better than the mama jokes, right? Yeah. So, um, but yeah, definitely connection. So actually, can we go down this path of connection? What do you yeah. see as like uh, an antidote for, for men? And like, how do we connect as men in not the same way as women, but how do we become as good as, as our wives, as our girlfriends at connecting? Yeah. So I'll piggyback off what you said, just the kids with the mama jokes and connecting like one of our family lines and our, our mantra or creed is Wicker Sam's love and support each other. Mm -hmm. Right. Like we need we need to be our biggest cheerleaders as a family, as connected unit, because life's hard. And I grew up where 
know, guys would just bust each other's balls and, you know, cut each other. What, what is that really doing for it? Right. It, it? It's again, goes to the ego. Like I'm going to ego up. I'm going to cut you down. So I feel better about oh, cheer each other on. Right. We're all going through this human journey together. So I, I just, I second what you're saying there related to that. So deeper connection, we got to talk about real stuff, not the ball game, not what the kids are doing. Like, what are we going through? Right. Right. Whether it's, you know, I haven't had a drink now of alcohol and it'll be two years at the end of, of this year. Right? right. Like talking about how that's impacting me or maybe, you know, how porn has impacted my relationship with my wife and, and been an issue for a long time. And we all have challenges and struggles we're going through. But yet again, that male ego gets it. No, I'm good. Right now I'm sitting yeah. in the cave. I'm good. Nope. I say, you know, I could tee up a golf ball here outside my house. And I'm not a good golfer by any stretch of the imagination, but I could hit a drive and I probably hit five houses in my neighborhood of dads going through the same thing and the same thought. Mm. So having real conversations that, you know, I don't have it all figured out, but you know what? I'm doing things and I'm operating at a high energy level. We should probably connect. And when we connect, some of the dads are like, what the heck? I, I need to be a part of this. Right. And it's it's chasing the best version of us and a best version of ourselves rather than just settling for average mediocre and the status quo of what society yeah. tells us to be. And, and, you know, that's having a real deep conversation and being able to connect. And I had a conversation with a, a dad that, you know, I actually coached basketball with years ago and uh, he, he lives locally and we went off for a walk run and, you know, I was pumping him up. I was talking about this, this warrior dad experience and he started tearing up on the, on the walk portion, he kind of turned away from me. And I, I asked him, I said, what's going on? He said, this is the first time I've had hope in two years. Mm, wow. And I said, that's what it's about, brother. And I'm tearing up right now talking about it. Like <laughs> we're all fighting this battle. Every yeah. single one of us, that's the human journey. So being able to re be real, be raw, be vulnerable, that's where we can connect at a deeper level. And hey, so many people are willing to help. And when you can have a like we do through the warrior dad experience, a room where we're sharing vulnerable things and we're saying we don't have it figured out, but we're supporting each other. Think about that versus the polar opposite of like the locker room mentality of like, dude, what are you doing? Why are you looking? You know, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's totally different and it's so refreshing and so needed. It's great, man. What, what do you tell someone who's listening to this, who every male in their life is non-supportive, their dad, their brothers, their friends, how do they reach out? Yeah, it's going to, so it's going to take some courage, but you got to reach out to somebody outside of that circle, right? And and you will find a tribe. And that's what I've, one of the most amazing things about creating the warrior dad experience and having classes go through. I mean, you build bonds of brotherhood and I've got them sprinkled around in, you know, Italy and Poland and Washington and Texas. And we're, we're we have one common thread. We're dads. And then the other fast follow is we want the best for ourselves, but also our kids and our families. Yeah. Search out those type of people, right? It's a, And when you have the courage to say, hey, I'm doing something different, you'll be amazed that all of a sudden you'll get a DM from somebody that says, hey, I'm doing that same thing. Thank you for the courage. When a couple of years ago, when I said I'm giving up alcohol, you know, I had people reach out to me, send me messages on socials or texts and say, hey, I'm doing the same thing. I haven't told anybody because I don't want to be the outlier. Right. Thanks for, for showing up. So if you don't have a circle or if you don't have anybody in your circle that is that positive force, you got to search them out yeah. and you got to find them. They are out there. 
just know that and just have the courage because a lot of a lot of people will be, including myself, be willing to have a conversation, 30-minute conversation. And like I said, one dad can change a family tree forever. One 30-minute conversation could change your life forever. 100%. I, I would say this too, as you're talking about reaching out, I've noticed this with social media, right? You're talking about how polarized we are. Mm -hmm. And I've always thought that social media, you know, Facebook, Twitter, whatever, where, wherever you're typing, right? I almost liken it to passing notes in class. Remember those days, right? You yep, pass notes, yep. oh, hey, who do you like? You right. But it is almost like passing notes in class. They're quick, they're out of context. Um, you can say whatever you want with very little to no repercussions. And I always thought that this right here, you and me talking right here, is the best social media. I think it's the best version because we get the, it's like the closest to human interaction that we could get without being in the same room. So uh, starting a podcast for me was very valuable because it was right. I started, I think, right before the pandemic. Okay. And I was able to still have these conversations with people through the whole thing. So I don't even know where, Jeff, where are you located? Outside of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. There we go. Uh, you an Eagles fan? Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Two weeks ago, if you would have said that, I would have said yes, but I am. And uh, we're going Sorry, through a, I'm in a San Francisco, but we're 3,000 miles away. There you go. <laughs> yeah. And that's, and I would agree with you, Chris. Like, I'll have dads who reach out through a DM or, or a message I send to them and they say, send me details. And I say, I'm old school. Like, number one, I don't work with anybody I don't like. Yeah. So awesome. let's have a Zoom and let's connect because that's yeah. needed, right? You can see facial expressions, you can see the nonverbal communication. And how incredible is it that you're 3,000 miles away and here we're, we're speaking? I mean, I've, I've had conversations with dads all across the world. I mean, what a gift that is from a technology perspective. Yeah, yeah. This is, um, you know, I brought up the Eagles and, and the Niners. We had that big game the other week. You guys beat us last year. We beat you a couple of weeks ago. Uh, that's how I got into this business actually was sports. Okay. Um, and I always loved practices because my thing is, what warms my heart are two things like uh, the national anthem at the beginning of the game and all the guys hugging at the end of the game. Mm -hmm. I love that. I love the, the, it's the sentiment of knowing like, Hey, we're going to go to battle for like three hours. It's a game though. And it's all right. for fun. And then at the end we're all friends. Um, and so I think, I think sports is also a good kind of Avenue in that way. And I hope sport, I haven't been coaching. I know you said you mentioned your coaching, I hope it's changing. I'm sure it is. Um, you know, the locker room talk there, there's definitely, uh, there's definitely like the, the chance for people to become isolated on their own team with mm -hmm. that locker room talk. So, um, I don't know if I necessarily even have a question here, just kind of started thinking about thinking about this and the positivity of sports and that potential to really bring people together. Right. Yeah. There's, I mean, there's nothing like it. I mean, I, I, I relate, families to a sports team, right? Yeah. And, and as dads, as having the warrior dad mentality, leading the warrior dad movement, like I'm the tip of the spear for my family. And to your point earlier, Chris, you mentioned like dads kind of, they, they maybe are an afterthought or, or, you know, they're not talked about enough. Dad, you are the tip of the spear for your family. Your family will lead when you take the initiative. And, and I'll, yeah. I'll be quite vulnerable. My, my family did this year. Like we sat and wrote down our goals, our missions on January 1st last year, because I wanted to get my sons involved. I wanted to get my wife involved. And by intentionally pouring into the dads that I coach, 
What has that done? That's up-leveled my dad game. Like last Friday, all four of us, my wife and two teenage sons were at the YMCA at 5.15 in the morning on a Friday before school, all working out. Why? I, I set the tone. You guys want to go? Yes. All the boys are going great. with me. My wife says, hey, I kind of feel left out. Well, come on, let's go. Let's get to the gym. <laughs> we all go. We all feel good. You set the tone and they will follow. So this thought of you being irrelevant, its there's nothing further from the truth. There was a story, I forget where I heard it, but there was a herd of elephants in Africa and they were rampaging all these villages and they couldn't figure out why. Well, scientists or two studied the herd and said it was only females and babies. They dropped two male elephants into the herd. The herd stopped rampaging the villages. So like, that kind of human nature, that, that kind of has me thinking a little bit differently. So I wanted to bend your mind a little bit around that thought. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah, we we definitely need each other. And I'm sure if they did a, a, a study in the opposite way, too, if it was just an all-male herd, I'm yeah. sure, you know, problems there, too. We definitely need each other. And and we need to respect each other's differences. We're very different. You know, mm-hmm. the, the dad and the mom have very different roles. And it's going to change for different families too, right? Yep. But uh, yeah, I love this message of of getting the dad to be the spear. We, we are the spear regardless, right? It's just mm-hmm. a sharper, dull spear. But um, you're leading by example too. You know, that, you can't just tell your kids to go to the YMCA at five in the morning. You got to do it too, right? I mean, I've been doing that, Chris, back since when they were like two and three years old, back when I was a heavy CrossFitter. Like they knew I was getting up. They knew I was doing those things. I mean, I brought them to the CrossFit gym, right? They've been exercising all their life. I mean, they see me doing these crazy Goggins challenge or, you know, the challenge I did in July, I created my own challenge where I ran a full marathon, 1300 pull-ups, 1950 sit-ups and 2600 push-ups in 26 and a half or 16 and a half hours. They watch me do it. What does that inspire them to do? To be the best version of themselves. And I think that's that's so powerful when we can lead and be that captain of our family, just like a captain of a a sports team. Yeah, that's awesome. uh, A couple of years ago, I was getting a little frustrated at uh, my my son was kind of starting sort of the preteen years. And, Uh uh, you know, a lot of boys, they'll like get, they'll gain a little weight before they shoot up, right? Mm And he didn't want to exercise. And, you know, exercise is such a big part of my life. I didn't struggle with this for very long, but it was a week or two where I'm like, man, I really want him to. And I would I'd be like, come on, come on, let's go work out. And he just didn't want to. Mm-hmm. And finally, I just gave up. And I said, you know, he's going to do it if and when he's ready. And just probably like three, four months ago, he's really been getting into it. Like, daddy, what? what does this muscle do? And what is that? And how often should I work out? And he's asking me these questions and I'm like, all right, this is cool. Uh, you know, just leaving him that space and that opening to when he's ready, start to pursue. And I realized, you know, he's, he's probably starting to have some crushes and, uh, yep. he wants to look good, feel good, you know? And, uh, and that comes naturally as he, he's in sixth grade now. So, uh, it's an interesting time though. Very big transition to, uh, you know, from boy to man. So yeah. Yeah. Asking me questions like, Oh, when you were a kid, did this happen? And this is, it's a, it's a fun time. Yeah. Sharing the journey and 
giving them a little bit of space. And when they come to you, like my oldest, hey, I just have I'm kind of in a rut. All right, tomorrow, 7 a.m. I remember him coming to me on a Friday saying that. I said, all right, 7 a.m. tomorrow, we're lifting at the gym. And we're going to come awesome. back, recharge. We're going for a run at 11 a.m. We're going to do a four-mile run. Well, it's raining. Yeah, we're going to do hard things. <laughs> yeah. And we went lifted. Then we went for a run in the rain. God, I mean, it's an awesome opportunity if you if you go for runs with your kiddos because you get time all away from phones and you're just talking. We did it, I said, because that's the uncommon path. How many people are going to be out on that, you know, right. trail when it's going to be raining or raining soon? And there was one family, and Chris, we came back. We were like the last three quarters of a mile left, and we passed the family that we had passed originally, and it was pouring. And you know, I gave them some energy. They gave something back. I yelled woohoo, and they yelled back, and my oldest took off. It was like an energy burst. And we got in the truck. Oh, that's awesome. He says, dad, their energy just like sped me on. I said, that's the power, positive energy. He said, and I feel fantastic. And I said, yeah, because we got out in nature and we were doing something physically. I mean, it is so incredibly powerful when we can connect that way with, with our kiddos. Um, and it's a gift that'll pay off for them for, for their entire lifetime. Absolutely. Absolutely. So let's tell me a little bit about your program. When somebody comes to you, you said you you meet them on Zoom, you have that face to face. I know everyone will be a little bit different, but yep. what is what is kind of like a a typical step by step? What does it look like? Yeah, I mean, on a daily basis, I'd like to say give me one percent of your day, fourteen minutes, twenty four seconds in the morning. You stack seven wins real quick when you wake up. You have tremendous momentum, tremendous progress, right? Like. I tell people 75 hard is great if you're at a certain level. It's a, it's the absolute worst thing you could do if you're just starting out. Yeah. Because yeah. you're 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 going from a seated position to an all-out sprint, right? Let's yeah. crawl before we walk, walk before we run. So we dial in the bookends. What do you do at night? What do you do in the morning? You dial those in, you get amazing control. You get a great night's sleep, which you know it's just so vital for our bodies and our minds mentally. You dial those things in, you have some semblance of control. So these small, simple, almost laughable things that we do get you amazing foundation to operate from. And then I, I mix accountability and you're checking in that you got your work done, right? We have, there's zero accountability or very little accountability out there as adults, especially as dads and, and men. Yeah. You, you check in, all of a sudden you're a part of a team that's checking in a class it raises your game. You don't want to be that guy that doesn't check in on a daily basis. So dialing in the bookends is huge. That's where we start. And then just to give you another flavor, then we dial in who we are. What's your identity? What's your identity and energy, work, love, those three categories. From a love perspective, I'm dad and husband of the year. That drives so much of my action. So Chris, what we the formula we've gotten wrong, and this was kind of programmed in us when we were kids, we had the sniffles and what did our mom or dad say? Oh, how do you feel? I don't feel really good, mom or dad. Okay, go sit on the couch, stay home from school. Now that's probably warranted then, but what did that reinforce in our mind? Well, we should take action upon our feelings. Not the case. Our feelings betray us all day long. They keep us stuck and in a rut. So I love to flip that kind of process of feelings, lack of action, and then our identity erodes. Identity first. Who do you want to show up as today? Mm. And based upon that identity, then you take action. I don't give a shit how you feel. Right. Take action about it. And then you start feeling good, even if you weren't 100%, even if you yeah. were 50% when you wake up. Those are the days 
when you don't feel like it that truly matter because those are the days the common, the average, the mediocre person doesn't do what they need to do. So dialing in the bookends is huge. And then having the dads define who they are, what's their identity. You ask 100 people, 90%, 90 of them won't know who the heck they are. They know who they don't want to be. Right. But they haven't defined who they are. So that's those are just two components of what we do in the experience. But the accountability, accountability, the camaraderie, you know, the group coaching call I give once a week, man, we dive into these things, we unpack them, we implement them, we take action. And that's where they see the uh, the, the life life changing and generational changing results that uh, that have been so impactful. Yeah, I love what you say. It only takes one man, one dad to change a family tree. We discount our impact yeah. all the time. Like yeah. imagine smiling at somebody that might be have a thought in their mind that they're going to go take their own life, but you held the door and you smiled to them and they said good morning and it changed their like. That's how we need to think more yeah. often than not, because what it's empowering. It, it it gives us the ability to reach other people and and we absolutely can. And too many of us stay in our cocoon. We stay tethered to our phones. We are so self-absorbed that we can have an impact on others like, like no other. And as dads for our families, you absolutely can change your family tree forever. I'm doing it. And the dads that have jumped into the experience are doing it too. Absolutely. All right, Jeff, final thoughts. What, what do you want to leave the audience with your inspirational message, call to action, whatever direction you want to go, and then give us an idea of how we can learn more about uh, the warrior dad. This one's been resonating with me because my boys are 15 and 13, but I, I read these statistics probably about six months ago. I, I had posted that something on social that, that kind of went a little viral. It was a picture of me and my son, youngest son, overlooking an empty football field. And I had my arm around him. I was his coach. He had his jersey on and we were watching, looking at the empty field. It was the last time I coached him on the football field. And I heard these statistics that by age 12, 75% of the time you spend with your child or children is gone. By age 18, 95% of the time you spend with your child or children are gone. So when you think about, oh, I got to do work email or I got to do this, or you're on your phone, there is going to come a point in time. You're not going to have those opportunities anymore. Right. With 15 and 13, I see my, I'm on that other side of the mountain. Dude, I pour into my boys every darn day because I have limited opportunities left. So I just wanted to call those numbers out for some dad that might say, this guy's full of like, think about the time you get with your kids. You've got to be intentional. That's so, so important, right? Today's a gift we will never get again. How do you choose to use it, right? Choose, choose to use it wisely, right? That's so, so important. So that's the kind of thought bomb, thought nugget. I want to, you know, idea that I want to send, send with everybody where they can find me. I'm out at www.thewarriordad.com. Got the Warrior Dad podcast out there as well if you want to check that out. Um, but, but drop me a line. Let's connect. Awesome. Sounds good. Well, Jeff, thank you so much. Really appreciate you being on the show today and uh, reconnecting. This is a great conversation. And uh, yeah, see you again soon, hopefully. Thanks, Chris.